What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Cabbage Cart Podcast, your weekly source for all things Avatar. That includes Avatar The Last Airbender, The Legend of Korra, the graphic novels, and books. Fair warning, this podcast will contain spoilers for all Avatar content. With that being said, I hope you enjoy the show. This week on the cart, we hop into the newest graphic novel, Suki Alone. But she's not alone. But she is alone. Is she, though? Find out on today's episode. We are your hosts. I'm Austin. I'm Ricky. I'm Ian. And this is a Cabbage Car Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. All right. So today we have Suki alone. Now... This and the day of recording is not actually even out yet. 725, 7 July 25th. It's still two days from release, and uh, your boys at the Cabbage Cart Podcast got a little early access action going on. Yeah, but we did. Uh, it's not nearly as exciting as you may think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ricky, uh, if, if you could tell us the story. So, Turf Wars Part 2, we said Suki Alone was coming out the 20th, which was our mistake. It comes out the 27th of July. So I went to my local bookstore, and I was looking for Suki alone, and I, I go up to the counter. I'm like, hey, I, I can't I can't seem to find this book. And she's like, no, we don't have it in store anywhere. It doesn't come out till the 27th. And I'm like, well, shoot. We just announced it wrong. Yeah, we, sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, sorry about that. And then so I asked her. She said, I have three copies on order. And I'm like, well, I need three copies. So she ordered me three more copies. I'm like, okay, I can come pick them up next week. No big deal. I get a phone call the next day, and they're like, hey, we have your books in. And I was like, uh, okay. (laughs) So this is on the 21st. This is on the 21st. That you get a call. Yes, that says we have the books in. Okay, it's one or two things could have happened. They got the initial three that they ordered in, and someone made a mistake, saw, hey, oh, this is his pre-order, and gave it, sold it to us early. Or... They only had three on order. They weren't expecting to sell a high volume. So when they got three in, they were just like, yeah, screw it. Flip it. You know, make it make some money. Yeah. Just I don't know. It, yeah. Who cares? Because we don't have a lot of them. Just right. Get, just get it sold. Right. Um, but in doing that, whatever the case may be, we got the book a week early. So I feel really special. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I mean, it's it's fun at the very least. Like, yeah. Like it, it wasn't like we got this because, oh, you know, uh, uh, Michael Dante hit up the DMs and said, hey, I want you to have this early. No, it wasn't anything cool like that. It was right. just like literally a mistake, but it's a happy coincidence. Actually, what really happened, I, I didn't tell you guys this, but uh, she said we have three on order. And I was like, oh, yeah. I have an Avatar podcast. <laughs> and I gave her I gave her a flyer. And she was like, you know what? We've got him in the back already. I'll give him to you early. For you? Just for you. Just for you. Uh, she, she, you know, she heard my voice and she's like, are you, are you from the Cabbage Card Podcast? <laughs> <laughs> are you Ricky? And I was like, yeah, that's me. Crazy. Do you, do you drop that as, as much as you can? Anytime I can bring up a podcast, having a podcast, I do it. Right. I, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. do that at the shop as well. Yeah, Anytime yeah. I see anyone wearing like an avatar or anything or when they comment or pick up an avatar, <laughs> mer- any avatar merchandise, I was like, hey, you like avatar, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm a little elitist about avatar fans too. It's like, oh, you like avatar? Yeah, I have a podcast about avatar. <laughs> <laughs> no, I literally did that one time. Not on purpose, but it totally came off that way. At but, the gym. And the thing is, like, the at normal... The gym, at the gym. The yeah. normal response is, huh, I'm never going to... You're going to talk my ear off about <laughs> Avatar. I'm never discussing it with you. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, I do that all the time with, uh, like, video games and stuff. I went and bought Zelda, the new Zelda game, and this guy's like, oh, Zelda this, Zelda, it doesn't come out yet, blah, blah, blah. And I go... I own a video game store. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> See, that's a good flex, though. That's a good time to flex. Well, yeah. it's that that meme from Parks and Rec where he's walking through I Lowe's. I know more than you. I know more than you. And I did at that point. I was like, do you have no idea what you're talking about? See, I like talking about the fact that I have a podcast, but um, I told my grandma yesterday for the first time. She didn't actually know we had a podcast. Well, I'm sure I mentioned it, but, you know, she probably forgot. And uh, I was all, you know, like normally I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll tell you all about what it's about. But like when I, for some reason when I was talking to my grandma, I was like, yeah, it's, she's like, what's it about? And I'm like, yeah, cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like and it just seemed like, like you know, like shamed a, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, uh, it's like because it's way cooler than I could ever convey to her. Right. Because sure. she, she's just so out of touch with it. Right. So I was like, uh, yeah, maybe I won't, won't tell just about everybody about the podcast. 
But on that note, there, I'm glad that we actually are talking about this because uh, one of my coworkers, uh, a really good friend of mine, somebody that I look up to immensely and has helped me out a lot in my career, actually listens to this podcast. And uh, it, it, and the reason why I know is, for one, he told me, but it's actually kind of funny because he listens enough to where we were in a meeting one day talking about something and he called some, you know, he just said dunderheads. Nice. Nice. Right. Like during a meeting, like with, you know, and I was the only one in there that picked up on it, but, and he didn't like explicitly like laugh or anything like that. He just said it like a little inside joke. Did you guys make eye contact between us? (laughs) Did we just become best friends? (laughs) Yeah. So I just wanted to give a shout out to, uh, we'll leave him unnamed. Uh, My coworker here though, for uh, supporting the podcast and then also uh, dropping a little inside joke. Uh, in the workspace it kept it it entertaining it was cool to see so shout out to that so we got to read Suki alone early I chewed through it I've read it twice well you guys read it what I thought we were supposed to wait I'm just kidding obviously I read it we talked about it actually what we did is we got it early Xeroxed all the pages and released it on the internet yep PDF (laughs) (laughs) we did not do that Oh, that'd be terrible. So what we did do is post on Reddit, though, that we got it early, and people were asking for spoilers. And I was like... Really? Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. I was like, Mm-mm. I was like, nope. Nope. Because, oh, dude, imagine if you logged in one day and saw Suki spoiler on there. How mad would you be? Yeah, no. I'm as mad, mad as I was when I when there was panels in the group chat. That's, oh, how, mad, that's how mad I would <laughs> when be. When Ricky almost yeah, yeah. was starting to show... Well, I mean, that wasn't... A, that, was that wasn't even bad. That wasn't a bad one. I mean. It's your fault. You should have read it by now. Oh. <laughs> I came and dropped it off to you so you could read it. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, we're going to do this one in a little bit different format than we normally do just because uh, just like in Turf Wars, which we just wrapped up, uh, there's a lot of jumping around as far as timelines and stories here. And there's really two main stories. So what we're going to do is tell each of them individually, and then we'll give some final thoughts on the book and time all together afterwards. Right. And just to give a general overview of, of what's going on in this book, if, you, if you've if heard nothing about Suki Alone, Suki Alone is a graphic novel that dives into Suki's time at the Boiling Rock prison. And during this book, what we see is, is you know, Suki having this conflict at the prison and also flashbacks and backstory behind Suki's life. Yeah. And uh, Ian actually brought up a good point, uh, maybe that that we can talk about real quick about, like, what is the story that's trying to be told here? Like what is what are the authors trying to say? It's it's trying to show like Suki's uh, uh, sense of for like fellowship and sisterhood. You know what I mean? Her sense of community is kind of like the theme, and well, yeah, it is the theme of the book, and and the fact that she's she's trying to hold herself together, trying to convince herself that she's not alone. She's part of the Kiyoshi Warriors. No matter where in the world they are, they're still together because they're like a family. Yeah. You know, and, and then she has her new family being Team Avatar. Right. As well. Right. All right. You want to hop into the book? Let's do it. Which which one did you want to start with first? Did we want to start I, with the Suki I, backstory? I say we, we start with the Suki backstory. That way okay. we can uh, get, so, up, get up, I'm sorry, get up to speed until she gets to the boiling room. Yeah. One thing real quick uh, is that I didn't know. So I always thought when she said, you know, she had six sisters, that they were blood sisters. No, you're thinking of Ty Lee. You oh, are thinking of Tyler. Yeah, <laughs> always fucking do that. Okay, well then, never mind. That completely. Anyway, the 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 Kyoshi Warriors are not all um, blood sisters. Is the point? No one ever thought that. Did you think that? I thought. I that. never once thought that. That <laughs> that thought has never once crossed my brain. Well, they say sisters, so I'm like, bro, I know. Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah but bro. I don't say no. They like <laughs> call each other sisters all the time. You don't call your bros like my your brothers all the time. I. I mean, people, yeah, people call each other bros all the time. I don't know. I don't know. Well, maybe, yeah. Whatever. Uh, maybe I'm an idiot. That's also possible. I mean, quite possible. <laughs> Probably, as a matter of fact. So the first flashback we see of, of Suki is her as a kid, and she's geeking out because she's kind of sneaking up on the Kiyoshi Warriors uh, doing their training. And they, they do a meditation and stuff, and Kiyoshi is basically, you know, a fangirl of them, and and when I grow up, I'm gonna be a Kiyoshi warrior just like them. Oh, Suki's a fangirl of them. Yeah, yeah. And the what they're doing is is they're meditating. The right. they're in the woods somewhere and they're meditating, uh, and they're all synchronized. And their chant is focused together as one. So right. again, this right. sense of community that we're getting at that drives this whole entire the story. whole sense of you're not alone. Yeah, yeah. So what's interesting about this though is that Suki. Uh, 
is obviously this takes place on on Kyoshi Island because they're watching the Kyoshi Warriors meditate. Right. But Suki in this, as she, when she's a kid, kept saying that she like she one day she wants to be a Kyoshi Warrior, which makes me think that like. I never really thought about it, but it's like obviously not everybody gets to be a Kyoshi warrior that lives on Kyoshi Island, right? Like you, have, it's like you have to earn that spot. Well, it's the military, right? right? Yeah, right. that's basically what it is. But yeah, I just I never thought about. I just always thought of the Kyoshi warriors on Kyoshi Island as kind of just this little group of people that were self sufficient. Not that there was a whole society behind them that you had to like audition. I guess what would you say? Apply to be a Kyoshi warrior. I never just I never Train. connected the two. Yeah. yeah. I like I like this training scene with the older Kyoshi warriors, the Kyoshi warriors of the past. Like how, the how old do you think they are? I have no idea. I was thinking I would love to see a fucking spinoff where it's, it's the older Kyoshi warriors like fighting pirates from from invading that'd something be, like that. That'd, that'd be, be awesome. Because yeah. look, man, these they look sick. I mean, if Kyoshi created the Kyoshi warriors, there's there is room for like the fifth nation, right, to rise up again and and come attack Kyoshi Island. That would be really cool to see. I think we see through Suki, though, that you kind of get to be a Kyoshi warrior as soon as you're, like, what, 15, 16, kind of seems like. How old is she in the show? Probably around she's 16. Yeah. I mean, she's the same age as Osaka. Yeah, so 16-ish. Which makes sense because, I mean, that's when, like, the Avatar gets told they're the Avatar kind of thing. Right. So you're old enough now. So next up, uh, they leave the training grounds and uh, – her friend that we see, who's a recurring character throughout this book, is what's her name? Ming Shi, Ming, Ming Xia, Ming Xia, Ming Ming Xia. It looks like Ming Hua, kind of. Yeah, I think, I think it, it could Ming be Ming Hua. Yeah, M I N G X I A. That's that's her quote unquote sister, right? I'm going to right. Ming, I'm going with Ming Hua. Ming, it's definitely not Ming Hua. You don't think it's Ming Hua? It's not Ming Hua. Ming Shi. I wish Ming I knew Sha. with X I. It's like we can't look this stuff up. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's X I A is the is the last part of it that we don't know how it how it's pronounced. So yeah, after they after they they're looking at the the Kyoshi warriors doing their meditating, uh, practicing and all that, uh, they go off and her her buddy Ming Ming Shia, uh, has some steam buns. Uh, to share with everybody. And they steal them from, like, the commune or whatever. Yeah. And then the governor of the island shows up, and they lie to him. Oyaji? Oyaji. We see him in the show. Yeah. So he shows up. They lie to him. And, you know, they come. In, they kind of cover each other's backs. I think that's right. the even, – even as young kids, and then that's – Ride or die? Yeah, ride or dies. Well, and this is a, a, a thing that gets said a lot in the book is, like, they get punished for not sharing who stole. Like, they don't rat each other out, so they get punished where they all have to clean the kitchen. And while they're cleaning the kitchen, they say to each other, sisters forever. Right. Like, and we see that multiple times throughout. Suki ain't no snitch. Yeah. It was actually kind of hard. It was actually Suki's got your back. <laughs> <laughs> and then it kind of it, – it, so uh, there's another big part of the book that we'll get into when we get into – like that plays a role in the Boiling Rock that actually ties back to Suki as a, as a young kid. And that's when they're going around foraging for food. They find these particular legumes. Uh, they have a name, but I can't quite remember what they were. They're uh, dumpling seeds. Yeah, dumpling seeds. And they grow in like really hardy conditions, and she finds them and brings them back to the village, and it becomes a, a stable crop of uh, the Kyoshi Island after that. But uh, that plays an important role once we get to the it, I think the at that – I'm sorry. At that point, you, you get to the feeling that all of Kyoshi Island is, is very – uh, community oriented everyone communal communal everyone mm-hmm. pulls their their weight everyone contributes to this or that um and they're they're isolationists and apparently at this point um they're really believing in what Kyoshi was teaching and 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 stay on the island don't venture outside Kyoshi island which i find i found odd what would you find odd about that well, how she told all the tenants of Kyoshi island to stay on Kyoshi Island and not seek help from the outside world when the avatar right. is when, for the world. That's true. I mean, that's what the White Lotus are for, though. She's they, She created the Kyoshi Warriors to uphold the culture, and similar to why the, she created the Dai Li, to uphold the culture of the avatar, or of uh, the Earth Kingdom. Right. And Kyoshi wasn't a typical avatar either. Yeah, she lived 240-something years. Yeah, she, I think she created them for the Earth Kingdom. That's why. Not, not to be... So it makes sense that they would isolate themselves, even from the Earth Kingdom. I don't know. It. it I don't know. I guess it, yeah, that makes sense though. And then it kind of skips forward in time, right? So, right. So we had a young uh, uh, Suki uh, 
we see her before she was in the Kyoshi Warriors, just kind of striving to always be one. And then we see her actually in training with her sister. Well, she's the leader. She's not just in training. Oh, she's got right. the headdress on. Yeah, so. she, yeah she, her sister's still in training is what I, I believe it says. Because she asked her, how was your training today? See, I think that's – no, I think that's that's just training, like working out. Oh, okay. I think that's what they're – you, How did your workout go today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. makes sense. So now you see, which is kind of what we're, we were just talking about, uh, Ming-Shi is questioning the isolationism of Kiyoshi Island. Right. And the, Suki's not seeing her way. The reason that she's questioning the isolationism of, of Kiyoshi Island is that all the crops on the island have failed that year and that they're facing starvation. So Ming-Shia, Ming I'm, that's I'm how – I'm going with she. Whatever. Just Ming-Shi. Ming. Well, it might be that. Ming. Let's just call her Ming. Anyway, that way we don't butcher her name going forward. Um, She wants help from the outside world. She wants to ask the the neighbors for outside help, and that's where we get the information that Kiyoshi wanted everybody to be self-sufficient and not ask anyone else in the world for assistance. I guess it is a little weird. It is weird. It is a little weird. The avatar is for the world. Yeah. And to tell a group of people to not contribute to the world is bizarre. But – Anyway, we can go over that later. We don't know. We don't know her justification for that. Right. Kiyoshi's. Right. Maybe we'll get some of that out of Avatar Studios. I, I, yeah. I would love more Kiyoshi stuff. Yeah. So, um, actually, Suki figures out a way to save the people of Kiyoshi Island by using the dumpling seeds. Dumpling seeds, yeah. As as food for the island. And they cultivate that. And, like, it saves, it saves like, the summer or whatever. But right. Whatever period they're in. Well, and the whole thing is so like Ming is saying to to Suki, hey, we need to leave and go get help. She's like, no, we'll find a way. We always find a way. We'll we'll find a way again. That's when she finds the, or excuse me, remembers the the dumpling seeds. Right, right. This still doesn't change Ming's mind though. Ming's still set on I need to leave. So what she does, or not necessarily that she needs to leave. She still says we need to ask the elders for to get help. Yeah, she wants to talk to the elders and and convince them to seek outside help, which she is qu- quickly turned down. Yeah, but so her 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 the way she handles that is that she decides she's leaving Kyoshi Island. Right. So what we were seeing, what I assume to be, the first time, probably sounds like ever, right? Because they've never left the island. Right. That a Kyoshi warrior is leaving. Oh, yeah, yeah, like uh, an actual warrior is leaving the island. Well, and what I was thinking, I was like, what is the purpose of this sister leaving thing? Like, what's going on here? What's the conflict? And I was like, why is this such a big deal? Because Suki's alone. I I don't think it had anything to do with Suki being alone. I think we just found out how Suki was able to leave the island. Right. That's what it was. That's the whole It was her because we know Suki does the same thing later on. We see that in the show. So that was that that was the point of showing this. Yeah, it took yeah, it wasn't uh out of desperation. It was or it was out of desperation, right? To get help. Or do we what did, why did no, she No, no, she she leaves because she wants to help the world. That's right. right. That's yeah, right. That, and she's inspired by Avatar, the Avatar. That's right. That's Which right. is literally the next the next flashback. <laughs> where t- it tells you exactly what we get really? into. Well, that just even speaks more to Ian's point though. It's like why would Kiyoshi create like she says, like this is the Avatar's job is to help the world. We need to be helping the world, right? Kyoshi created them. It's yeah, it, yeah. You're totally right. They're um, they're rebuilding Kyoshi Island uh, after Aang visited the island, and then the Fire Nation came and destroyed everything. So they're rebuilding the island and and all the homes. So all the all the people that she's talking to are like, no, we need to be, we need to fix this, and and we need to kind of bunker in more and Suki says no we need to go out and, and help the world the the avatar came and 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 introduced himself to us i you know she's taken inspiration from that avatar to go and, and help other people and then she tells the other some of the warriors hey whoever wants to come with me can some of you should stay and and protect the mainland who's coming with me and they have this exodus of kiyoshi warriors from kiyoshi and island they, they leave kiyoshi island completely defenseless <laughs> and, then, and then immediately a meteor strikes it, yeah. and it blows up. The Fire Nation comes back. Yep, and that's the end. And that's it. That's, it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's where it ends. Roll credits. Roll credits. <laughs> I think the – oh, no, that doesn't bring us uh, current to uh, Boiling Rock. No, we still have – I think this is the last. Well, what I was thinking is it's kind of badass. She's like, we need to go out there and help the Avatar, and then actually is like cool enough to – 
be on Team Avatar. Like, a lot of people have ideas of helping the world. They probably had goals of making it to Team Avatar, but Suki actually did it. Wait a minute. So you're saying that Suki's part of Team Avatar? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, got you good. Got you good. Oh, damn it. Locked it into yourself. <laughs> damn. If you've listened to the show before, you know I've always been a Suki's not Team Avatar, and I just actually shit all over that. <laughs> I guess you're right. All right, you caught me. Yeah, all it took was her own standalone graphic novel. See, this is why Suki needed some development. And that's really what we get out of this book. All right, so uh, the next flashback we get is um, Suki in her, was it the Bossing Say? Crescent Moon Bay. Crescent Moon Bay. Uh, Which we see in Serpent's Past. Yes. Episode. yes this yes, is yes. where Suki gets reintroduced into the series. Yeah, she's like a security guard, right? Yeah. She's taking tickets and making sure. Helping she, refugees. Sure, helping refugees. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of funny because she's like, I'm going to go out here and help the world and then just gets a job as a uh, ticket <laughs> <Yeah>. clerk. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I always thought that was funny. <laughs> Regular-ass job. Yeah, just gets a regular nine-to-five, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm helping the world. Totally not helping her, <laughs> yeah, her starving town. Right, either. right. Yeah, right. <laughs> very, very odd choice, Suki. I'll give you that. It ended up working out in the end. But what she does is she runs into her sister who left uh, previously, Ming. Ming. Right. And Ming's found her own little crew, and they kind of help her uh, They help her get through. Where do they go? She, 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 we're, they're heading to Bossing Se, right? Right. Okay, so I think the point of this scene is to show that that you can find community in more than just one place. You know, obviously, Suki is, is comfortable here at Kiyoshi Island with her sisters, but she's all, she finds out herself she can also go out just because they've split doesn't mean they're not sisters anymore. She can go out and have another family, too, uh, with Team Avatar. Wait, so she's not alone. She's not alone. <laughs> the title of the book is a lie. Yeah, but and yeah, we also see yeah. that... It's, so, so I think, like, obviously, Ming... Ming Went out and found a new community. Right. Like you were saying, Suki found a new community. But then also Suki tries to create another community in the Boiling Rock, which will, which is basically where we're going to be heading into next. That's basically the main theme of the book. This is just another example of it. Right. Is what you're saying. The, right. Yeah. Yeah. The The giant theme is is this community building. And that's what that's what it's showing us here in this in this flashback. Right. So that's the end of the flashbacks for this for the book, and it kind of brings us current. We all know what happens to Suki uh, in the show up to this point, right? So she helps the Avatar in Serpent's Pass, right? Right, and then she she goes back, and then she when does she? Oh, she reappears in yeah, Appa's lost Appa, days. Appa's lost days. So she she helps Appa get away from Azula and Tylee in May. Mm-hmm. Is it May? Hi, May. Damn it, I can never never remember. Anyway, get away from the three of the three uh, women, uh, and then it brings us to it brings us current. The very first page of the book is is Azula taking uh, Suki to Boiling Rock, or now, putting her on an airship to go to Boiling Rock. We had a prediction for this book that you would maybe get to see Suki and Azula fight because it. That scene like cuts out, right? And we did not get that. I'm so yeah. disappointed that it wasn't in here. I mean, yeah, that was what I was looking forward to the most. I mean, that's it's our own fault for being like we can't be disappointed because we just had those expectations ourselves. We just made that up, right? So yeah. you can't be that upset. But it's like, damn, I really wish we we could see that. <laughs> well, I was saying, I was like, oh, dude, it's Azula and Suki. We're gonna get some badass yeah. action. There's literally one half fight scene in here, or I guess like two. It's not even, they're not even super intense. <laughs> I don't know. I thought, okay. okay. We'll get to that. <laughs> so we have this. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's really not that intense. No, it's only actually, like a couple fight scenes. You yeah. Know. That's it. Very tough metal bending academy-ish. I mean, it's Suki, dude. They could have done so much. But we'll talk about complaints and all that and this and that. So where, where were we at? We said uh, Azula's, uh, Azula's Azula, sending her off. Sending her off. and We talked about this when we did the preview panels. But Azula always lies, you know? Right. This is, this is Azula. You see she basically tells Suki the same thing she tells Sokka when she's messing with them on the day Black Sun. So you know Suki hasn't been saying any of this. Azula's just always full of it. Right. So 
Well, and what I like about this scene, like, so we, we were just talking about this in Turf Wars. Um, when I read these panels, I read them in their voices. Like, I hear yeah. I hear Azula saying these things, which just adds this extra conniving, like, dagger right. to, the, to what she's saying. She's, she's saying that she's sending her off to Boiling Rock because she's her favorite prisoner. She only wants the best that the Fire Nation has to offer for their prisoners. I like how she calls Sokka Saki. Oh, yeah. She's no, like, what's Sucka. his name? Sokka. Sokka. Saki. Sokka. No, she said both. Yeah, she right. does. Oh, Saki. There you go. His name's Saki? Saka? That's right. So here's here's something weird about this. We, we're talking about how community is a big theme in this book, right? And like how Suki in particular is kind of this like unwavering believer of community and togetherness and sisters forever. Right. In this conversation with Azula, she says, I don't need anybody to save me. Which, I mean, I guess that's kind of like a strong stance to take like as an individual, but it's like she's immediately like, I don't need anybody. I don't need help. Yeah. I don't right. need help. I can I can do this on my own. And then right. immediately starts meditating in her cell. <laughs> because she's alone. She's I, not alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about, dude? It's called Suki Alone. She's not alone, though. Is she, though? No. <laughs> anyway. All right. So they're on their way to the Boiling Rock. Yep. See, this is, this is kind of the stuff. They're on the way to the Boiling Rock. She gets thrown in her cell, and she's doing, like, these meditations. And this is, like... I really enjoyed seeing like this art done, like her doing the stances and then it's, it's flashing. It's got her in her full makeup that she can envision, you know, and she does this. This happens like multiple times throughout the book. I, I think this is like, this is like cool to see. The, I think the idea that they're, that they're trying to portray with this, cause she's doing all this uh, with her eyes closed. So you're moving as one, the whole, the whole thing in the beginning of the book when they're watching uh, the Kyoshi warriors when they're kids is that they're all in sync with each other. They're not looking at each other. They're all kind of feeling each other's energy or whatnot. So she's replicating that in, in her cell because even though she's alone, she's not alone. Right. Yeah. In these movements that they all do synchronously. Right. It creates a sense of like when she does this, she's with other the people that, that share those movements too. Right. And what a, what a Kyoshi way to meditate, by the way. Like right. it's not sitting there peacefully on the ground like Aang would or an air nomad. It's no, just it's angry like, meditation. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's how Ian meditates in the morning. That's what, Ian gets up and does his angry meditation. There's, there's like angry yoga where, <laughs> where where there's like heavy metal music playing and they're like like cursing and shit like that. Oh. That actually sounds pretty fun. I know, right? It sounds intense. It sounds very Kyoshi. It sounds very sweaty. So <laughs> she the the cell is little little too small and she ends up punching the wall doing her little meditation routine. So she finds these uh, these bean sprouts coming out of the, the ground of her cell, and she recognizes them as the dumpling seeds. She even says a little bit of Kiyoshi Island here. At the end of the at, world. At the end of the world. Yeah. Um, so that uh, they go to the, the cafeteria, I guess. But Real quick, I, I love the scene after she, she punches the wall. I, I don't know. I, for some reason, I like the way it looks. Her her fists all kind of red, oh. and she and and the way her face looks, she's like, oh shit, what what is this? Is this stone loose or whatnot? So I, I like the panels and, and how it how it's organized. Artwork in this book, out of all the standalones, I think is the best, and I I think they're all done by the same artist. Yeah, I, Peter Wartman. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why either. Like, why is it? It's just it. I do agree. I like the art best in this book. Maybe well, it's not even that. It, like obviously, it's really well done, but it's also really consistent, right? Like the like the her expressions are very consistent, and even like we were talking about in Turf Wars, there was like Asami's nose had different shapes three different times on one page, right? You don't see that in this book. She looks like Suki, yeah. Is the yeah. thing, mm-hmm. yep. That that well, yeah, that more than anything, right? So all right, so she finds this, these uh, dumpling seeds, and she's sitting in her in her. Uh, so the next panel we got, uh, she's they're in the mess hall, the mess chow hall, hall whatever you want to call it, cafeteria, and they're eating some nasty glorpy soup that it smells literally like literally says blorp right here. Blorpy soup. <laughs> That's the sound it makes as it's being put blorp. into your bowl. It, did it, it, either you get like the Batman TV show vibe from from some of these panels with the blorp and the zim zap no. kind of stuff? I'm yeah. sorry, I don't. I, I I'm not following your reference. Yeah, I guess I haven't watched it enough to really know yeah, what you're the talking Batman, about. Batman, the the TV show, that's where the whole bam, bam, you know, the screen. Oh, like, okay. Oh, okay. the old one? Old one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
That's a that's a you see that a lot in these comics. I right? just thought that yeah. was a comic book vibe. Yeah, that's the whole point. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's the point of the Batman that's doing whole, it. Yeah, Batman okay. thing doing it. Okay. Yeah. I see. Yeah, splat. Wish. <laughs> what? Yeah, man. Yeah, well, she's doing all the meditations, all those sound effects swinging. Like, yeah, what's yeah. what's what's this? What's this sound? Chink. <laughs> <laughs> that's the sound. Yeah, that's the sound of the that's, fans opening. When, that was uh, perfect. When a uh, Wolverine pops his claws out, it's always S <laughs> N like I T K or, and I I always say snicket. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely the sound it makes. But it, it's like shink, but it's shink. It's snicket. But you can't read it. Yeah. In in, isn't isn't Spider Man Thwip? Yeah. What? Yeah. Thwip. F W O O P. T H W I P. Thwip. You were so far. Oh, off. I thought you said Thwip. <laughs> thwip. Anyway, anyway, mess hall. And this is where she meets Bu. Bu. Fucking Bu. I swear to God. What do you mean? They're sisters. Ugh. Are they? Well, they're definitely not alone. <laughs> <laughs> well, we get to see basically the opposite of Suki's approach to prison time here. Suki's like, well, I'm like, she tries to introduce herself, and she's and uh, Bu's kind of like, who the hell are you? I don't want to know you. She's the anti-Suki. Yeah. I feel. She's the complete opposite of Suki. But Suki is trying to rally, kind of create a community here in the jail because no one has any hope except for Suki. Right. Suki's the only one that has like any hope, and she's trying to develop a plan to escape or fight the Fire Nation, basically. Yeah, she's trying to kind of gain everybody's trust and in, in all the other prisoners, and the way she does it is, is she gives another prisoner some, some of the, the beans – um, to kind of the get, dumpling seeds, the dumping seeds uh, to give them sustenance in their in their slop. Yeah, to help give them the strength to fight back. Right, because one of the ways to keep prisoners down is to starve them. Yeah, and they and they even say in this like the, even the Fire Nation uh, uh, guards are like, wow, this stuff is terrible. Like they know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. They know it's terrible. We uh, we find out why. There's a point I wanted to make here. Uh, we find out why BU got sent there, and she broke the heart of this Fire Nation guy, but their parents were powerful people, so they had her thrown in jail. But it says, I learned the hard way to never underestimate the wrath of a Fire Nation mother, and I my mind immediately went, hey, Ran. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. You know okay. what I'm saying? I, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't go there, but I liked that. Okay. I'm like, yeah. I was like, yeah, I don't want to mess with them either. <laughs> like, you're right. You're right. That seems like a awfully if like if Azula sending Suki to Boiling Rock, that means it's probably the worst prison they have. It's like it uh, is. like uh, what's the the Rock? I'll, oh, I'll, like Alcatraz. Alcatraz. There we go. Yeah, but I mean, like they, they sent this chick here just for dating uh, their son. Yeah, like Jesus Guantanamo Christ. Bay kind of thing. <laughs> like yeah, exactly. Like wow, that's a bit extreme. Yeah, right. Uh, but with the legumes, back to the legumes, right? So she's trying to create this uh, this uh, sense of community, and she actually ends up finding one of the prisoners as she's going around recruiting these people uh, creates a little secret passage with a area where they can grow more of these crops so they can start to feed more people with these hardy uh, dumpling seeds. Right. And the more they feed, the more people join their cause, the stronger everybody will be. They can maybe, if they have a chance to escape the prison by overthrowing the guards. And you can see, you can see they have this, the, their secret garden is built in uh, the laundry room. And the warden does a surprise inspection. The other guards cover for for Suki. They're like, here, hide. And well, the other uh, inmate, inmates, inmates. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Cover for Suki. So you can see she is building. She's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She is succeeding. And, and, and I, um, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. And uh, now you made him lose his thought. <laughs> <laughs> So the the other <laughs> inmates are are covering for for Suki. Yeah, one of my favorite one of my favorite panels in here is one of the inmates distracting one of the guards, and he says, "I I gave her my best rock, and what does she do? Acts like it's not good enough for her." And the, <laughs> and the guards like, "Yeah, girls are real picky when it comes to rocks." I thought that was funny. Yeah, it, they're like it's they, he's uh, sorry, he's, Rick. It's it's an <laughs> inmate talking to a guard, right? Is that yes. what you said? Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. That distracting so distracting the guards so so BU and Suki can go into the laundry room. <laughs> and as a prisoner, all he could give her is like his favorite rock. Yeah. Because right. what else does he own? <laughs> That's pretty funny. But what we end up seeing from this is that uh you know, they they they, they are able to escape the warden's uh wrath right then, right? He was he didn't catch on to him. Right. He didn't know that they have this secret little farm going on right. uh in, in the uh in the laundry room. 
So they even talk in this scene too because they they share some beans and they talk about how they're actually feeling stronger as well. Yeah, yeah. Then it cuts to the cafeteria, right? And that's where they have that discussion, right? No, it happens literally right here on the floor of the laundry room. Oh, right. <laughs> okay, yeah. Like, they're still sitting there talking. So I think we get to the crux of the of the character development on on Suki on on one of the, on this uh, panel over here. So she's trying to create this community, right? And and we survive as, as uh, by working together. And then Bu uh, kind of sees it differently to where um, she's just kind of using everybody so so she can survive. And what Suki says is. It isn't about advantages. It's about community. If we stand together, all of us have a better chance of making it out of this place. It isn't about using other people to make sure we survive. You understand that? And be used like, yeah, sure. yeah, Sure, Suki. Sure, Suki. I get it. Community. Yeah. For all of us. That's no foreshadowing shadowing at all. At She's all. She's literally looking, like, sketchy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like menacing. <laughs> yeah. If I was there talking to her, I'd be like, why did you look at me so sketchy-like and say those words that are also really sketchy? <laughs> like, I feel like we don't agree here. I feel like you're sus. You're being hella sus right hella now. Sus. <laughs> and why did you just get like look like you're in a shadow all of a sudden? Where, like, where did the shadow <laughs> where, come where, from? That we're standing in the middle of the prison yard. <laughs> where, did that, where did that shadow come from? <laughs> you look so sketchy right now with all the sketchy things Storm clouds rolling. <laughs> She's like, sure, community for all of us. A lightning strike behind her head. You can see where this is going, and we'll yeah. get to that eventually. But uh, we also kind of see uh, it building up where the prison is now they're more well-fed, the the inmates, and they're actually starting to adopt this idea that Suki has on pushing back a little yeah, bit. Right. They, they, they kind of have a riot in the kitchen or right. in, the, in the mess hall. Right. Yeah, so one guy almost gets caught uh, with these beans, contraband. And instead of giving up, they start fighting back. <laughs> I like how Suki's like, shit, it's about time. And she just hops to action and starts fucking like, murking all these guards. She's excited. Yeah, yeah she, dude. This was awesome, man. Suki just kicking some ass. The one fight scene in the book. The one fight scene in the book. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Actually, it is the only fight scene. Right. I mean, there's one scene where Suki kicks somebody's ass, but it's not a fight scene, really. I thought this was awesome, man. Come on. look, yeah. Like, Suki just springing into action. Right. Well, we were talking about how uh, BU is kind of taking this, like, she has this, like, different idea on how things should be handled. She doesn't necessarily agree with Suki. And we see this in the panel. Suki's excited. She's saying, finally, we're going to fight back. BU's kind of in the background a little bit, looking pretty unsure of this whole thing. She's like, yeah. And I'm she says, I'm right behind you right, as she's running right away. Behind you, yeah. Yeah, and she, as she's running away, exactly. And then that's when Suki just starts kicking everybody's ass, <laughs> <laughs> murking everybody until the firebenders show up. Yeah. Until the fireman. For shoom. <laughs> Whoopa. When I first saw that, I thought it was, it looks like lava. The way they drew it almost. It does look like lava. It doesn't look very fiery. It looks does like, not. looks like liquid. But this is where the guards are even like, because they use the soup as a weapon. They throw it on the guards <laughs> and they're like, oh, this is terrible. <laughs> like it's so bad they can use it as a, as a chemical warfare. <laughs> yeah. One of the, one of the guards uh, is chasing after Suki and he slips in the slop. And uh, he goes, ugh, disgusting. <laughs> you, stop right there. Like, oh, fuck, this is gross. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, obviously, though, we see that uh, their, their their fight back attempt was uh, not, you know, didn't go off very successfully. They thwarted, all get captured. Yeah, thwarted by the fire. Yeah, but it's something. It is a it's step. It's a start. Yeah. And then Suki gets put in solitary confinement for like two weeks. Yeah. She's like, yeah, we're getting we're getting stronger together. Because we're not alone. Because we're not alone. <laughs> and then she starts meditating again. Is she is she stronger? Are they getting stronger together? I'm not really sure at this point if they're getting stronger together. I think they are. Are they? I think they literally say, yeah, I already feel stronger. <laughs> at, the, <laughs> at, the, at this point. <laughs> we we talked about that. <laughs> Ian's like, see, that's not exactly that clear. Are they getting stronger? <laughs> <laughs> she has this look on her face like everybody's on board with what I'm doing. But, like, are they, though? I think she's overestimating. Yes. That's yeah. kind of what I'm getting at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because she doesn't mean physically getting stronger at this point. She means stronger as a community, you douche. <laughs> Biggest douche in Avatar right over here, Ricky. Oh, taking this number one spot. <laughs> Put it on the board. <laughs> uh, so uh, she's in <laughs> – damn it. She's in solitary confinement and um, 
the warden requests her present. And he does his whole spiel that we see in in the show too. He's he's very it takes a delicate balance to keep this place running. You know, that whole he's intimidating her and and he says, What do these look like to you? And presents the the what are they? Dumpling beans. Dumpling sprouts. Right. Dumpling seeds, whatever. We've called them like five different things. Yeah. They look like uh uh green beans. Yeah. Basically. Or yeah. peas. Look like peas in, peas peas in a pod. pod. So, uh, edamame, if ed- you will. If you will. Yes. 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 That's what it is. It's edamame. It looks like edamame, actually. And the warden reveals to her, I know about everything. I know about your garden and in the laundry room, all that. You've been ratted out by one of your friends. There yeah. is no community here. You, he's And he's destroying her hope. Right. He's, he's doing, like, the psychological thing to her. Right. Well, and he's got a good point. This is where you know saying that like she's kind of overcompensating. He says like you think growing vegetables is going to get this place. That's what's going to be the downfall of the Fire Nation's most secure and hardcore prison. Right, is growing some vegetables is going to be all you need. Right. So, th- and this is where he lets it known that she's been betrayed by some by her one of her fellow uh, inmates. And she, as she leaves the warden's office, she looks up and she can see. Bu chatting it up with the guards, looking kind of fancy. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so she's like, hmm, "Yeah, wonder who did it." Yeah, she gets like special uh, privileges at this point. Uh, Bu does. Yeah. Uh, well, and she, she doesn't. We don't find out exactly what her privileges are, other than we do see that just yet, anyway, right? Other than we see uh, that she's wearing some nicer clothes and hanging out with the guards, right? And then she spends two weeks in solitary confinement. Yeah, I and think she it says two weeks. Yeah, there. two weeks later, right here. And then she comes out looking uh, pretty pissed off. Yeah, she's pissed. She looks bad. She I'd looks be pissed bad. too. Fuck. She's got uh, bags under her eyes. Um, hair still looking good though. <laughs> you know, <laughs> on, on point. Nobody has bad she hair lo- days. She didn't lose that ponytail. Yeah, nobody you know? has bad hair days in the Avatar verse. Like even Boomy's crazy ass hair. I mean, uh, Azula had a bad hair day. Mm, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And there was literally one time. Remember. Uh, Tales of Bossing say how Toph wakes up and she's all like has like frizzy ass hair. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, good. yeah. All right, I take it back. Thanks, thanks for shutting down my silly little joke with yeah. facts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, um, actually, uh, um, <laughs> actually. <laughs> so she goes out. She's out on the yard, and she learns from the other inmates that Bu has a nice cushy cell now, and she's enjoying herself. Well, what they say is, uh, they ask where she's at, and uh, and uh, one of the guys says uh, she's not in general population anymore. My first thought when I read that, because I didn't actually catch on the on her walking by and seeing the nice clothes, was like, oh shit, she got killed. Like, cause she oh, was part. Shit. Oh shit! Yeah, no. okay. I was like, oh wow, they killed her. That means they're killing people here. No, I didn't think. Totally that. not what happened. Crazy. <laughs> so she does the uh, parkour thing that she that she does in the Boiling Rock uh, second episode. And gets the jump on and, BU. And gets the jump on BU and freaking uh, RKO's the fuck out of her. Yeah, dude. Wrecked. <laughs> fucking get wrecked. She, like, throws her to the ground hard. She literally RKO's her. Yeah, and then but it, apparently uh, BU's, like, not really phased by it. She calls her a coward as, she, as she's walking away. Well, she uh, Suki grabs her and, like, throws her. She's, like, threatening to drop her over the, the ledge. She should have. That would have been... Metal. Yeah, they're like in the prison, right? Metal. Just was like the, she approached her on a bridge. <laughs> Dude, that would be so cool if like she just dropped her. Like well, that would come out in left field. Be like, oh wow, Suki just killed that girl. <laughs> I think we'll, you know, I would, I would like to see uh, someone in the gang just absolutely destroy someone like that. Basically, <laughs> some a, yeah. adult version of Avatar. Yeah, exactly. Asami gassing that whole that whole blimp chamber. Yeah, right. <laughs> But what, what, the one thing that the warden says, and this is why I think Suki has such a problem with BU, aside from being ratted out, is that the warden says, you have no friends here. Like he's saying, you're alone. Right. But and she's not alone. But she's not alone. But, you know, it, given two weeks of solitary confinement where she has been having to kind of mantra this to herself over and over and over again, she, it, we're getting the impression that maybe this unwavering or what seemed to be unwavering uh, idea of community is potentially being second-guessed by by Suki right now. Right. She's starting to lose faith a little bit. Yeah, and that's why she acted out physically against BU. Right. When she's walking away, this this is like the only thing that kind of I, I didn't like is that BU calls her a coward and Suki doesn't punch her in the face. Yeah. 
I agree. Like, seriously. <laughs> that was like, I was like, please, can you just punch her? Because, like, I want her to get hit. But what was, what's the right thing to do at that point? Punch her in the face. No, but what's the right thing to do? Like, what's that going to accomplish? Yeah. Like, that. that she's BFFs with the warden now. Yeah. What's, she's going to get yeah. put back in solitary confinement. So, I, I mean, she, I think she yeah. made the right choice at that point. She definitely made the bigger choice. Right. But, uh,. I can't say that I'd probably do the same thing. Yeah, no, I'm definitely not. She's a better person than I would be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. Which is interesting because then it follows up with her going back to her, her cell and kind of having like a breakdown. She tries to start meditating. I love I love the ending of this book. Like the, these panels from this scene to the end is like, I love this. I absolutely love this. I love the, like I mentioned earlier, earlier the the like mirror meditating where you can see her in full garb you see you see her her hugging her sister ming you see all all this uh, her and the other kyoshi warriors leaving the island i just i just like the way this is done yeah she keeps on saying i'm not alone and she's thinking back about the times where she was not alone and then she she opens her eyes and she realizes at this very point in time she is alone but she doesn't say it she doesn't say it. No, never once does she say that she is alone. But her eyes. She just kind of puts her head down in her knees. She's like, "I'm alone," and starts crying. Yes. Yeah. So then, the next part, which I don't know if I necessarily like or not, I'll let Ricky go into it, or else I don't care. So Avatar Kiyoshi appears before uh, Suki, and she says, "Suki, your friends love you. They have not abandoned you. You are not alone." You know, Suki's bewildered by her appearance and she reaches how do you know that kiyoshi just smiles at her she reaches out to touch her and kiyoshi fades away you know she's left to reflect on that last panel is going to be zuko and Sokka heading to the boiling rock right what i don't get is at any other point in time in the avatar universe has a previous avatar revealed themselves revealed themselves to a non-avatar okay so this is like huge this Huge. is this is the first time we've seen uh, anything like this, right? Mm-hmm. As far as a previous avatar visiting right. somebody, right? Because we've only seen it manifested through Aang, through an avatar, right? Right. So I don't, I I'm questioning where where do the past avatars are they all in the spirit world? Are they all I, spirits? I, I don't think av- the past avatars are in the spirit world. I don't think they're spirits. I think they reside inside. This is my my canon, Ian's head canon. They reside in a like a separate place inside Rava. Uh, but Rava, I, it's but Rava is a spirit. I get that. I'm just saying that they they occupy a different plane of existence than the real world and the spirit world. And you kind of see that with uh, Aang in the Rift when he's trying to contact Yang Chen, and he goes and 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 he goes into the into some spirit or the Avatar state, and he tries to talk to them one by one, and they all have, like, blank eyes until he gets to Yang Chen. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Well, and it's it's also, I mean, I kind of agree with you. You were saying that it kind of, like, breaks the canon. Breaks canon As far as... I don't think it breaks canon. Well, but think about it, though. It kind of, in a way, it does because, I mean, I don't, I think it, obviously it adds the canon because this is canon. But, like, it kind of breaks the canon because, like, Korra and Aang had such a hard time connecting with these people and getting to talk to them. Aang had to go to a fire stage right. temple on a specific day at a specific time just to be able to reach Roku. And here Suki is just in a cell crying and and, and Kyoshi talks to her. The only way that this makes sense to me is that if it's in her head. Like, she is seeing Kiyoshi in her head. She is manifesting Kiyoshi in her head, and Kiyoshi, the spirit or whatever, is not actually there. You could say that about Katara and the Painted Lady. The Painted Lady is an actual spirit. That's that's Heibai coming in. And, right, right. You know, it's Ko in yeah. the same, same way. No, it okay, like, I agree. This raises a lot of questions. Yes. I don't have an issue with it. I do. I okay. I don't because it. it I'm, at this point, why not just give her bending? What I mean, just give her like. I don't see how. I, I, I don't. I'm just I don't saying get it. It, it just breaks canon. It, it. It. No. Only the Avatar can have access to the pre. The, that's the reason that the, they're the Avatar. They have access to previous Avatars' knowledge and, and skills. And all of a sudden, Suki gets access to not Roku, but 
Kiyoshi? But in a way, she kind of worships Kiyoshi. Yeah, that's what I was about I, to say. She's a Kiyoshi warrior. Yeah. I understand that. Maybe there is a spiritual connection there. Yeah, specifically to Kiyoshi. Well, I mean, okay, yeah, think about it. Like, so if I use the Fire Sages argument against it, we can also make it for it. The Fire Sages were able to contact Roku through their through their shrine. See, I don't – was that even – That's why they had it. They they actually contacted Roku, and that's actually said in the in the show. Well, that's how that's why. Yeah, they said we have to go there because this is the way to contact Roku, which means that it had to have happened at some point. I think that they had to go there for Aang to connect with Roku because that's where Roku's spiritual energy is the strongest. Uh, they designed, from what I remember, they designed the room to hit Roku in the eyes and allow communication to him or the next avatar to have communication to him like i think that this that this skill belongs with an avatar it does raise a lot of questions yeah and it would be answered with probably just one other instance of this happening and right. Right. for me to get that full justification is not to introduce a new scenario in which it could happen but it would have to happen in a Roku one at some point or like i could see like yang chan yang chan appearing before someone even see that doesn't an make air, any sense. An air nomad because they have a, a stronger connection with the spirits. But again, I don't think previous avatars are spirits. Yeah, I guess we just don't really yeah, have we, that information. We really don't yet. know. It raises a lot of questions. That being said, I did really enjoy seeing Kyoshi in it though. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, I like her little smirk at the end. <laughs> and she's like, "How do you know?" And she's like, "Secret, secret." <laughs> so he's like, "Why are you looking sus like that?" <laughs> Uh, oh, and now you're just going to disappear. Okay. Okay. All right. You just said I wasn't alone, but uh, oh. yet here I am. <laughs> and you just ditched me. <laughs> alone again. I, I will say, though, when I flip to the, the last page, and it's just a full page with no no text on it other than saying the end, and it shows the airship and then Sokka and Zuko flying to what obviously is going to be uh, Boiling Rock. Right. It yeah. was a super cool way to end the book. I read right. this yesterday, and then I watched the Boiling Rock. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> That's one of my biggest complaints is that there's no real resolution to this book. Like to this this standalone book. Go watch the Boiling Rock. If you want you want the rest of the story, go I, watch the Boiling I don't Rock. Think, I don't think I should have to watch the Boiling Rock. You want it to be its own standalone story in the same way Guitar and the Pirate Silver had its own standalone yes, resolution. There was a resolution in there. It was it was sandwiched in between episodes, so to speak, and it had its own resolution. Well, like we were talking to them, uh, like we were talking about earlier, I think that this the purpose of what they were trying to convey in this book wasn't necessarily a story other than Suki's backstory. Yeah, it was to provide right. depth yeah. to Suki. Yeah, it's right. giving. It her wasn't to tell a new story. Right. It's it was giving Suki some love. Yeah, and like like you said, because no one accepted her on Team Avatar, but you just did it yourself today, <laughs> and, and it took this graphic novel to do it. It's finally <laughs> happened. I okay. This was my favorite out of the standalones. I enjoyed this one the most. I like Suki. I like Kyoshi. I'm, I was cool with the whole thing. I really enjoyed it. Scale of 1 to 10. I'm giving this one a 9. Man. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's a, that's a yep. bold. I'm giving this one strong. a 9. Nine's pretty strong. Okay. Yeah. What's your thoughts, Ian? Um, I don't think it's as high as a 9. It is, uh, art-wise, the best out of all three standalones. Um, it's not as bad as a 7. I think it's like an 8. Seven, I really like as far as the art, I just think the Kyoshi Warriors looks really sick. I think the Kyoshi Warriors as a concept yeah. are fucking cool. Yeah. Oh, super yeah. cool. Um yeah. and like I said, the the panels of meditation where you can see her and it's reflecting reflecting her in full uniform. I don't know. I thought it it's cool imagery. Right. The parallel they drew between her when she was doing those meditations. They're like, this yeah. is her doing it. Yeah. But then what she's visualizing, right. you get to see those side by side. Right. I like well that done. that imagery. Yeah. And even the even the cover's really cool where it shows her doing the meditations and then Kiyoshi. It's, or no, that's that's her behind her, right? No, that's yeah. Ki- I think that's Kiyoshi. Yeah, that's Kiyoshi. Oh, yeah, that is because the head, the head guard. Yeah. yeah so, and then Kiyoshi behind her in spirit. Um, I mean, obviously it kind of gave away that Kiyoshi's going to be in it now that you see it. But I didn't give it away for me. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. like – now, yeah, you're right. After the fact, you're like, oh. Makes sense. Yeah. Hiding in plain sight. Exactly. So, Kiyoshi and Firewood Zoryu are, or Suki and Firewood Zoryu have something in common that Avatar Kiyoshi watches over them. <laughs> right. But in different ways. <laughs> <laughs> yep. One's got the Laogi on their shoulder, yeah. too. It's like a little, yeah. Uh, I would give this a eight. 
Yeah, I think that's fair. I think, eight. yeah, it, I'll it, give it an it, 8. It's like a seven, five, eight for me, yeah, for sure. Cool, so it's like an 8.3 cabbages. <laughs> 8.3 cabbages. We'll need to start keeping track of these. I really, I really like this one. So this wraps up the trilogy that I guess they were doing with they were going to do Katara, Toph, and, and Suki. It's the ladies of Team Avatar. Basically. I, I, I kind of hope they put it in a, like a library edition. Or like I bet a they will. Special edition. I bet they will. What do you? How do you guys think this ranks compared to the other two? What's your favorite? What's your favorite? Now that the trilogy's all out, what's your, what's your guys' favorite? I'm going with Suki alone. You guys know that. That was this was my favorite for sure. I mean, and uh, and I I know we joke about it a lot, but uh, you being a big Suki fan, this one would obviously speak to you. I'm glad she finally got like some backstory, and we got a little more depth on Suki. Yeah, um, I still I still really really enjoyed Guitar and the Pirate Silver. I think that was just like fun and cool, and Katara got her own little action out on her own. Right. Um. So to for me, that's still the best one, but this has more depth to story on it. It does more for the canon than that than Katara than any of the other ones do. Actually. Right. Right. I mean, I would say, uh, artwork wise, I mean, uh, Katara and and Suki alone are are kind of similar. Um, if I'm looking for action, I'm definitely going with the Katara and the Pirate Silver. If I'm going for story, then Suki alone is is definitely better. There's really not a whole lot of meat on the bones for Katara and the Pirate Silver. Mm-hmm. It's just action, and she's she's just trying to get back to her her buddies. Suki's trying to survive. Yeah. So it seems like unanimously we're putting Toph's MBA at the bottom. Yes, yes, yes. yes. yeah. Sure. <laughs> There's a the Toph's MBA is is a. a uh, uh, a turd sandwich is what you're saying. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> mi- sorry, missed opportunity. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah I that. agree. I agree. There wasn't a whole lot to to pull out of that. It's just, I don't know. They don't didn't know. even do seismic sense right, so uh, yeah. whatever. Yeah, we, we we always hate on that one all the time. And then Toph is like, <laughs> Toph is like, I'll train you in lava bending. It's like Toph doesn't know how to lava bend. <laughs> That we know. Okay, whatever. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So I, I would, I would put Katara and Suki alone, kind of pretty side by side, just for different reasons. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, what I really liked about this too is like, I really like seeing this kind of Suki, it, un, like like I said earlier, this kind of like unwavering sense of like community on all environments, wherever she's at, she's trying to be a part of something and make it better right. than it was. I think and that's commendable. At least. I think more so in Suki alone that that we don't see in the well, kind of. But this one definitely drives a theme way harder than the other books do. Even even more so, I would say than some of the other non standalone graphic novels that we have, like uh, like Turf Wars. You know the themes were kind of uh, scattered and a little bit all over the place, and we ended up coming to the conclusion that it, there was really one main focus of the story, and that's a love letter to Korosami. But like, if you think about some of the other comics that we've read, the themes aren't nearly as clear as they are in this one. Well, maybe it was easier because this is shorter. That's true. Too. You it's know, more right. concise. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. That, yeah. That may because this is just one book instead of three. Right. And they're they're pretty short even for for comic books. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, little graphic novel. Yeah, it happens all the time though. Like Adventure Time, there's like Adventure Time graphic novels that are this size. Oh, really? Yeah, the, okay. it's meant to play out like an episode, right? Yeah, that's it's it's an episode. That's true. That's true. Uh, so I think we for sure would all recommend picking it up though as soon as possible, um, whether or not you've ordered it or got it pre-ordered or have yet to order it. It's definitely worth having for sure. Or thanks for listening if you came straight to us to hear what happens in Suki alone. <laughs> well, and like we said at the beginning of the show, it gives these two separate stories like scattered throughout the whole book. So reading it all as it's designed to be told is a, is a kind of a different story than how we told it. So right, right. It's worth reading it and seeing those things in context uh, throughout the book. Yeah, that's a good point. It's still fun to read even if you listen to this because we put it out of order. Yeah, yeah, we broke up the two stories that are being told and told them individually, but seeing them in parallel actually adds to each one. We did the opposite of what Peter Jackson did with the Lord of the Rings, because <laughs> <laughs> that shows it tells the books sell all of Aragorn's story, or you know that story, and then the second half is Sam and Frodo. Well, then when they put it in the movie, they did it parallel. Fun facts. <laughs> all right, and I think. We're going to wrap up the show then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything else? Any final thoughts on the book? Pick it up. Yeah, pick it up. Pick it up. If you haven't if you haven't gotten it yet, go ahead. It comes out July 27th. We got it early. No big deal. Yeah. And, uh, well, this will be out by the time it drops. Yeah. Yeah, um, we're going to. But hopefully by the time you've, you've uh, you know, this gives people about about two weeks to, to pick it up by yep. the time this comes out. So, 
If you have not already, though, if the two weeks have gone by and you still don't have on it, first of all, shame on you. <laughs> also, for if, shame. we got if, it early. If you, yes, <laughs> we're <laughs> <you> superior. <laughs> <laughs> also, if you have not uh, followed uh, the Cabbage Card Podcast or Triforce AZ on Instagram, shame on you. Oh, snap. So you have two things on your to-do list if you have not done either of those. But on that note, I think we can close the show out. Yep. Thanks for listening. Y'all ready to get out of here? Yep, yep. Yep, yep. Yep, yep. Yep, yep.